With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy. Tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Good morning, everyone. It is 8 a.m. and it is time for the Collective Cafe. I hope you are well. How did you get on without me? How did you get on while I was gone? I'm very curious to find out who um, who showed up, how many people showed up, how many people led, because uh, that's the original idea here, is that this continues long after I am gone. Um, and... You know, I kind of thought about it a little bit. Um, just the time change made it made it really, really difficult to be able to commit to it. And so I took a bit of a break. And sometimes you do need to take a break, um, specifically when you're on vacation. I wasn't necessarily on vacation. Um, in fact, I wasn't. I was there doing various amounts of work. Um, I spoke at an event honoring my late mother, a, a club that she was one of the original founding members of the committee. And um, and then I did a couple of presentations to Entrepreneurs Organization in Johannesburg and Cape Town, um, delivering something that's called The Talk, which is really a 90-minute, uh, actually, the, the session. It's like a workshop, so it can be anywhere between 90 minutes and two hours or two and a half hours. And uh, that was a great experience. I really enjoyed doing that a lot. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so... You know, one of one of the crazy things is when you come back uh, and you've been gone for like a week or so, you wonder what's going on in the world. And in some respects, you you actually kind of um, lose touch. Um, and, you know, if you're staying in a hotel or you're staying in an Airbnb where you don't really have access to the television or maybe it's not kind of top of mind, shall we say, um, you really are just getting your your news, your information from notifications and alerts um, on your phone, whether it's um, news, you know, it could be Apple News, it could be Yahoo News, it could be Google News, it could be CNN alerts, it could be any alerts that you actually subscribe to. Um, Another source of information is WhatsApp and all, you know, different groups, whether it's friend groups, family groups, uh, community groups as well. Um, So that's another way. Um, 
And then, of course, the third is social media, um, which, of course, can be very, very misleading and um, and also very distracting. Um, so, you know, I certainly from a business standpoint, I couldn't tell you what the hell is going on in the world, um, what's going on in social media, um, um, what's going on. I mean, I, I can give you a little bit of an update. Certainly there was a, uh, a massive, I would say, um, bull run. Is it classified as a bull run? I don't know. Uh, but certainly an upswing in Solana. I think when I when I left on my trip, Solana was around about 23 and it's sitting at about 41. So that's pretty damn big, I would say. Um, ETH is sitting at about 1,900. Um, yeah, let me look and tell you, actually. Live live scores, <laughs> live scores. This is, uh, you know, this is an update, a scorecard. Um, so let's see, let's see, let's see. So Bitcoin is is just under 35,000. Um, Ethereum is just under 1,900, 1,877. Solana's 4,155. Um, I also noticed a couple of interesting things. Um, on, uh, um, on one hand, I noticed um, that, um, that uh, OpenSea had, had, I think... Um, I think they had um, laid off. I think I just saw it yesterday. They laid off fifty percent of their of their workforce. But I've but I also noticed two collections that are still held that I that I kind of track. Um, I've almost given up on everything else. Uh, it's Cool Cats and Cool Cats. When last I checked, was close to an ETH when it was sitting at point five five, and uh, and Doodles was sitting at like, I don't know, 1.2, 1.3, maybe a few weeks ago, and now it's sitting at 2.28. So something's happened. I'm not sure. Um, I went and did a little bit of a search for uh, for both. Um, well, at least for, for doodles, and there's absolutely nothing in the news. So I, I don't know what it is. Um, cool Cats actually at the moment is 1.169, um, which is an absolute, absolute tear. Um, I had a couple and and I sold. I mean, I sold one at now at point seven, and one at point nine. So I mean, you know, luck of the draw. Um, it just it's like Murphy's Law with me. I mean, I held these things. Um, I bought them. I bought honestly. I bought them. I think at about point seven nine. So I sold the one at a loss of point oh eight, and the other one I sold at a profit. So I basically walked out with the with with even. And now he has Cool Cats at one point one. Six nine. So just um, you know, imagine is 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 there a lesson? Um, I don't know. Um, maybe maybe the lesson sometimes is is just not to check things on a regular basis. You know, maybe just just set it and forget it is the right way to to do it because then you you rid yourself of the highs and the lows and the peaks and the troughs and and you kind of zoom out. But at the same time, if you'd set it and forget it. With respect to NFTs, um, you'd be going back and 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 it is an absolute bloodbath. I mean, it's insane. Like it's insane. I'm going to give you some examples. Um, I don't know. I mean, I th- I wonder if I should even go and look at like V friends, right? Good old good old Gary V. So by by the way, uh, so V friends right now are still sitting at one point eight six to get an original. But V Friends Series Two 
is 0.099. It's point, it's unbelievable. Point, it's basically 0.1. Can you believe that? 0.1 when they went on and they were they were sold at like 1.4, 1.5 ETH. Uh, Lazy Lions, which is, as far as I was concerned, um, still is, you know, a really strong collection. Um, that's sitting at 0.14 at the moment. And at one point was two and three. So, you know, most, there's almost, you know, there there is, I'm just, I got to, I got to do this while I'm checking. Um, I've got to check uh, Proof Collective because, you know, Proof Collective became the benchmark for what I wanted to build with Alpha Collective. That's sitting at 3.36 ETH. Um, and as a benchmark was once up at 90 ETH. Also, also, which is interesting. By the way, it's traded 33,773 ETH. Just think about that for a second. 33,000 multiplied by 1,900. That's, that's, the, that's to get a real good sense as to um, the, the, the engagement, if you will. Um, also, I mean, it, it actually it, it started um, on, on, I think, what they call a reverse Dutch auction, so it started at five ETH, and then every I guess it was fifteen minutes it dropped by a quarter, and so I was monitoring it. Most of them sold uh, between um, between one and one point two five. Um, so that gives you a sense as to like where it is right now. And then you know it wouldn't be uh, cricket if we didn't look at uh, at the apes. So let's look at the let's look at the apes board ape yacht club sitting at 29 ETH. So that's still today. I mean, that's still, you know, <laughs> that's still a fair amount of money. Um, that's basically an entire luxury car or or, or, or car to buy a little uh, right-click JPEG download of an ape. Um, so interesting times. Um, but yeah, so really, really amazing, I think, to think about, you know, here are these two things that I just happen to own, like the last things... And also the last things that I bought into maybe five or six months ago um, and seeing where they are now with Doodles, you know, at 2.28, um, Cool Cats rising all the time. There's obviously some very interesting news there. Um, but good luck to them. Good luck to them. And, uh, you know, I'm glad I'm out. <laughs> I'm glad I'm out, got my money back and, uh, you know, moving on uh, to bigger and better things, I suppose. Um, so what I want to do, talk to you today about is um, a, a statement that you know I heard when I was kind of early in my EOS journey and training, um, which is the following statement. You can't want it more than them. So let's break that down for a minute and talk about what that means. You can't want it more than them. What that means is um, is simple, that when you are representing or selling or pitching or, you know, um, presenting some kind of an opportunity, ultimately, the people that are going to buy it, they've got to, I mean, quite literally want it more than you. Um, and, and it makes sense at the most visceral, superficial level. But actually, it's like one of those yogi bearisms, which is the more you think about it, the, to me, the less it makes sense. Because for so many reasons, right? So if you like, so in context, I'm talking to someone about their business and um, and trying to understand their business, everything going 
you know, think of it even in oversimplified terms, green, yellow, and red. Everything going gangbusters, right? Breaking records, absolutely just crushing it, you know, top line growth, bottom line, you know, profit, um, no issues at all with people, um, just obliterating the competition, um, achieving all of your dreams, uh, enough time to to work on the business, to think about where the business is going um, and, you know, time to spend with your loved ones, time to spend on your own hobbies, you know, your own, whether it's exercise, you know. I mean, the more I actually, like, position it that way, the less the less even realistic it looks like. Who, who has that? Who does that? Who actually... Um, has all their dreams coming true on a daily basis with respect to work. Business is great. Couldn't be better. Can't stop winning business. Turning business away. You know, as I said, breaking records to literally printing money, money tree. I think, I think obviously I'm, I'm saying it with a, a degree of um, uh, drama, hyperbole, exaggeration, if you will. But if the answer isn't that, then, then what is it? Okay. What is it? So, yeah, you've got some, you know, could be better or business is good. You know, often when you talk to people and you, they say, yeah, it's kind of like good days and bad days, ups and downs, you know. Um, we've, uh, things, are, things are okay. Well, the minute that you get into okay, well, what does okay mean? Uh, and, and, and how good is it and, and, and how could it be and how could it be better? And suddenly, and suddenly you, you've got like a different perspective in terms of of where help might be required or help might be needed but but let's just unpack that for just a second which is um do people like asking for help um do people enjoy showing signs of vulnerability or weakness um not really so generally you know you've got to want it more than them well you've got to first determine what the hell they want if they want anything at all, what do you want? And and actually, it, to me, it, it makes a lot of sense now because one of the things we often say with EOS is, is we help owners get what they want from their business. So the question comes down to, and this is this is kind of what I what I presented um, in South Africa, is first of all, ask the question. So just ask the question in general, um, and and try and ask the question or get the answer. In a safe uh, environment, in in an environment where you know there are no judgments, like a no judgment free zone. So you know something that I that I wrote when I was presenting it uh, to people is I said, um, you know, I, I I asked the question, which is like uh, I'm just gonna oh I see what I actually did here, which hopefully I didn't do. Looks looks like I um, let's hope I didn't do that. Um, I I'm, I'm thinking, I'm hoping that I didn't actually, in my exhaustion, no, I didn't, I know what I did. <laughs> I was thinking, did I, did I, did I save over this file? And, and I didn't. So um, this is what I wrote, because I wanted to just read it to you. I said, well, what do you want, right? First of all, what's standing in your way? And how badly do you want it? And that leans into you can't want it more than them. So it's, what do you want? Do you even know what you want? Okay, let's, let's just, Back it up a second. Do you even know what you want? Are you so in the weeds? Are you so focused on 
putting out fires? Are you so close to the business? Are you so, you know, at the, you know, at the rock face that you that you that you don't know what you want, that you haven't taken the time to ask yourself what you want, that you haven't thought about it or, or given yourself the opportunity to think about it. Some, you know, some people call that strategic planning. Some people call it just clarity breaks or or time to think. But do you even know what you want? Um, and number one, number two, what's actually preventing you from getting it? And and number three, how badly do you want it? And maybe number four is what are you prepared to do about it, you know, to get what you want? Maybe number five is do you believe you deserve it? Um, The answers are all very uh, personal and subjective and quite frankly can be a little bit emotional as well when you actually have that conversation in a safe, non-threatening environment. So you can't want it more than them suddenly you know when you actually are you know when you actually are having a real conversation with someone that's when it makes sense to me that's when it's like well how can you know how can a business coach right how can a an implementer how can an outsider consultant or ever even hold a candle to the the pain the passions you know the hopes the dreams the aspirations the the fears, um, all of the above associated with running a business, when it's your business, when it's maybe a family business, when it's your legacy, when it's your continuity, when it's your bread and butter. Um, I think at the core, I would say, when that question is asked, there is no question. One billion percent, um, it is going to come down to the owner. It is going to come down to to you know, being able to get an honest, direct response from the owner, from, you know, the entrepreneur as well. But, but, you know, at the surface, at the initial surface, I would say maybe that question isn't as clear-cut as you think. Um, I know for myself, for example, you know, I don't do, I don't do anything, you know, half-hearted. I don't do anything half-arsed. And right now, I believe. Right now, I believe I'm passionate. I, you know, I believe like I am, you know, a, an evangelist. I am, you know, there's always been me, my career where I've wanted to, you know, represent the light and bring people into the light. And, you know, I am a bit of a, a, a missionary, a mercenary, an evangelist, uh, you know. Um, uh, and so I, I think initially I do want it more than them because I'm not really sure that they've thought about it. And and you and you'll notice I'm saying them and it and 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 but there is there is an interesting middle ground, right? Cuz I represent something that I know or believe whether I'm right or wrong can represent um a solution, make their lives better, help them get what they want from their business, achieve their goals. Uh, eradicate the weakness and the deficiencies in their business in in um with respect to you know vision with respect to accountability and discipline with respect to team health um so but but i am but i'm representing what i believe is a solution and until i understand what the problem is or i guess or until they understand or until we understand each other meet in the middle um it does represent, you would think, a little bit of a mismatch. Um, so I think maybe 
the idea is I would say, you know, just to summarize, at the most superficial level, you, when you're selling, so now like, let's just take a step back. We could be talking about anything. A seller is always going to want it more than the buyer at the superficial level. But if you take the time to get deep and go deeper and listen and empathize and learn and understand and attempt to actually meet them, you know, to to an attempt to kind of walk that proverbial mile in their shoes, well, then, then the whole thing shifts. And I think that um, it's almost like, and, and, and there is a meeting in the middle, right? There is a meeting in the middle. That's the point in which the deal gets done for the most part um, because you can, you know, you can never, you can, you, you can only go so far and you can't go any further. Um, a seller will never, ever be able to, even if they have a performance um, bonus or an incentive, they'll never really, you know, experience the pain, the pleasure, the highs, the lows, um, the, exhilara- the exhilaration, but also and often the humiliation of what it is to be, um, you know, the, where the buck stops. Uh, but at the same time, expecting them also not to feel or to care um, or to want to feel that sense of ownership, I think is also like a little unfair too. So that's another interesting component, I think, which is, which is you can still want it. So maybe it's you can't want it more than them, um, but you can still want it for them. So maybe that's the interesting quote here. You can't want it more than them, but you can still want it badly for them, right? So, so the empathy is still there. The passion is still there. The belief, the commitment is still absolutely there. And, and that's the key component here. That's the key component. For me, you know, sometimes, like even in an environment, there's this idea of, of you know, almost recognizing. It's like sometimes, you know, when, they, when you give a speech and they say, imagine everyone is naked, right, it's to, to um, get over um, stage fright. But you've got to imagine that like, for example, when I was in a room, there must have been 35 or 40 business owners. What I didn't think for a second, and maybe I should have, is, is gee, I wonder what pain, what pain points they have right now. You know, I wonder even if it would have been a, a, a ridiculous way to start off by saying, um, saying uh, I'm going to try a little experiment with you right now. This may feel a bit weird, um, and um, some of you may choose not to participate, um, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see um, first of all how much pain you have right now or experiencing um, right now in terms of pain versus pleasure. Right, which is ten is maximum pain, stress, frustration, um, anguish, uh, anxiety, um, you know, challenge associated with your business, and all the way down to one, which is you know, almost non-existent pain, just massive pleasure. We're crushing it right now. Um, and then just have people self-identify. I, I think it's kind of like, as I, as I explain the, you know, as I articulate it now, I mean, who, who probably would be honest enough to raise their hands at a 10 or a 9, right? Probably people would, would feel comfortable self-volunteering um, volu- at around, I guess, a 6 or a 5, um, 
maybe they're interesting. Maybe it'd be interesting anyone who identifies at a seven uh, and ask them, well, what's the pain right now? Well, we're, you know, I don't know. You tell me. I, look, I tell you what. The next, the next time I'm at a networking event, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say to the person, I'm gonna go. Um, let me ask you a question. This may seem like a bit of a weird question, and if you don't feel comfortable to answer it like right off the bat, you don't have to. But on a on a pleasure to pain scale, where you know maximum pain is a ten, minimum pain is a one. How would you describe your 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 business at the moment, your day to day, where you are in terms of, you know, where you are versus where you'd like to be, um, where you're heading, um, and and where you think and and what you need in order to achieve um, your goals, and um, and I think and I, and I'm you know again I'm literally thinking out loud with you right now, so I think. I think anyone who self-identifies at a, you know, even net promoter score, right? Net promoter score would be, uh, if I recall correctly, would be tens and nines would be considered promoter, eight and seven would be considered neutral, and six below would be considered a detractor. So in this particular case, I think if there are ten and a nine, um, I mean, it's you know, it's all you got to do is just listen and learn, and then legitimately see if you can help, right? Even an eight and a seven. Um, is probably the same, I would say. It's almost like this idea of of trying to almost think, well, well when someone that, that's coming in at a six below, um, is that they're basically saying, ah, oh, there's a little bit of pain, but I can handle it. Like everything is going well. What's the next question to ask them then? I wonder. What's the next question, which is great. What do you think you're doing right right, versus maybe your competitors? Or, you know, is there anything that you think you could be doing better? Or, you know, why is there any pain at all? Like what is, oh, that's interesting. Why are you not at a three or a two? Do you believe that that's even possible to get down to a point where, you know, at least if you're going with one to five, which is kind of more pleasure than pain, six to 10, more pain than pleasure? Or what's it going to take to get you to a point where pleasure um, exceeds pain. So I think these are just interesting questions. You're just talking about pain and pleasure um, or frustration and challenge. You know, one of the things that that I presented um, going through this this um, continuum and, um, and hello, Christopher and Bez and Slick. I didn't think anyone was even here today. I just came back. Didn't have a chance to like even ping everyone. And now suddenly I see the three of you in the audience, which is great. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Um, and I just happened to, uh, you must have all arrived in the last few minutes. So it's good to see you and uh, look forward to hearing what's been going on in your lives um, as well. Completely um, lost track of exactly where I was. Um, but I was, you know, talking about this. Uh, let me let me reframe quickly this. The The... I mean, I discussed a few things at the beginning, but there's this idea of this saying, this saying that says you can't want it more than them. And I'm almost challenging that question. And uh, if, if you remember where my train of thought was before that, please just, just, uh, just put it in the chat and, and I'll, I'll see if I can pick it up because I completely lost my train of thought. Um, but I've, I've been challenging that and saying, well, maybe you do want it more than them initially, or maybe they don't know what they want or, 
or you know maybe whatever they want they just don't want it um badly enough these are all things that that you know that are making me think about ultimately um what it takes you know to help someone get somewhere legitimately legitimately as opposed to um uh bear said i was talking about net promoter score yeah i was talking about this kind of pain and pleasure rating and i was thinking like i mean if i'm if i'm unpacking all of this it really comes down to like this idea of like you're in a networking environment you you're which by the way could also be just imagine you're you know you're a single and you're looking to meet someone um and you've got to think of you know the the quintessential pickup line you know or as much as you might loathe that well there's got to be a you know the concept of a business pickup line as well you know what's a um i mean i think i think we might have found the name for for this episode right you know business pickup lines uh what's a nice business like you doing in a place like this um just kidding um but actually that's not a bad pickup line a business pickup line because it's a little self-deprecating but yeah it comes down to this idea of like how do you start a conversation where genuinely and legitimately you're trying to figure out if there's a middle ground if there's a if there's an opportunity to to have a conversation or continue the conversation or you know and and again it applies for anything it applies whether you're a consultant whether you're a coach whether you're looking to get hired, um, whether you're an agency. You know, I, I was at this conference all of last week um, and people just have their guards up all the time. They just gen- generally um, just, you know, just think that everyone's out to to get them. It's also, it's a, it's a weird thing in networking as opposed to coming in and saying, gee, I wonder how many people are here that could literally rock my world Gee, I wonder how many people are here that are like just absolute rock stars. Like, oh my God, you will never believe who I just met or um, or what their story is or their backstory is, as opposed to always coming in guarded. And that's the thing, right? We're always guarded. We're always, we've got our, our walls, we've got our, our obstacles, our moats, you know, infested with, you know, bloodthirsty or, or hungry alligators. We're always assuming someone's out to get us or someone's out to sell to us, which, which by the way, doesn't always have to mean that they're out to get us. They might genuinely be wanting to help us. Um, and, and I also think that there's a complete imbalance when it comes to the buying and selling cycle, by the way, because it's like why buyers, especially in my business, in the advertising business where I came from, um, buyers are never the agency, the the brands, I should say. They're, there's very little empathy for the sellers. Well, like, can, can we just flip the script for a second? Why are you doing what you're doing? What what got you into sales? You know, why are you here at this programmatic TV, you know, buying company? Um, which, by the way, it like sounds to me, it's like it seems like half the the people at this conference are like technology programmatic. To me. It, sounds totally boring but that's to me but we don't take the time to actually empathize a little bit with um with people the people that are selling to us which is hey let's flip the script what are your hopes and dreams what are your goals you know what what where are you heading where would you like to be and and 
The ultimate is how can I help you get there? Can I help you get there? It may not be even, you know, maybe it's a referral, etc. An acute lack of empathy in general in the buying and selling process. But that's almost like a bit of a, a tangent. And yet it's related to you can't want it more than them. Um, and, and, and so like my refutation uh, is that no, you should want it as much as them. If not initially, initially you want it more than them. The point is that at you know over time they're going to be able to um, appreciate it you you know the how badly you fought for it um, when when you see the results when they see the results sorry when they see the results assuming you're as, as good as you say you are or what you're selling is as good as you believe it to be at some point the script will flip at some point there's going to be an aha moment where where they're like, you know, you changed my life. You know, initially I was skeptical. Initially I was reticent. Initially, you know, I, I had my guard up, um, but you persevered. Um, and maybe it, it is the because you wanted it more than them that made you persevere. You know, uh, like I, I don't believe that I will ever be a great salesperson. I hate it. I, I hate it so much. It's so hard, you know, it's, it's just not who I am. Um, and so I typically oversell because I'm so passionate about it, you know, and I keep on getting advice, which is, you know, you're selling too hard or don't talk through the clothes or all of these things. And, you know, like part of my own journey now is to reconcile who I am and who I'm not and just say, you know, screw it. I'm just, I gotta be me. I just got to be me, whatever that looks like. But at the same time, always still be learning, always be adapting, always be evolving um, and, you know, and not be so stubborn or stuck in my way. So that's, this is my own, you know, internal struggle, which is at what point do I just embrace, you know, the David Rendell quote, the weakness is the strength. Instead of trying to convert the weakness into a strength, why not embrace the weakness as a strength? Um, so that that is my own internal struggle, but 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 part of what makes me me is the fact that I wanted more than them. I always wanted more than them. I know, you know, intellectually that when I actually, you know, I mean, this is this this is like traumatic moments of me trying to find a girlfriend when I was younger. You know, I always wanted it more than them. Um, but it's you know, we know. Hey, Jensa. We know, we know the, the old adage, right, which is you got to play hard to get. And when you, when you don't come across too strong or too desperate or wanting it so much or certainly wanting it more than them, that's when a little bit, that's when the guard gets lowered. That's when they let you in a little bit, when, when the intensity uh, drops a little bit, when there is a little bit more... Um, you know, the stakes are a bit lower. So there you have this like amazing, uh, you know, dichotomy or contradiction or, or battle royale developing, which is coming on too strong versus, you know, versus uh, not caring maybe or not caring enough or coming on to or coming on strong without coming on too strong. So demonstrating commitment, demonstrating you know, the fact that the passion, belief, um, without crossing that line. And, and, and it is an art form. There's no question. 
there's no question that the really great you know consultative sellers or collaborative sellers or social sellers or sellers in general even you know are people that you know we've always we we've always heard it right the great sales people you don't feel like you're being sold to um and you can interpret that two ways one is you actually are being sold to but they're so good at it you don't feel like it or possibly which brings back to you know allows us to come full circle in many respects you know is this idea of actual genuinely hey let's have a conversation let's find out what's going on in your business maybe i can help maybe i can't and you know of course this idea of i i don't need this as much as you need this without saying it and without being arrogant i mean i'll tell you like i constantly think to myself you know just going back to my own eos journey and you know i'm now sitting on four clients i have four clients um and slow and slow and steady wins the race let's hope um but there we're sitting in a meeting and i mean this statistic blew my mind that there are 93000 target audience companies in my metro area which is like new england so that's i guess from i guess greenwich connecticut all the way up to maybe maine um i don't think it i stand corrected i don't think it involves vermont maybe it does because it's the only one left um, but if it involves maine new hampshire massachusetts rhode island connecticut um let's include vermont as well because i don't want the green mountains to feel bad um 93000 companies so if that's true and let's say my you know initial target is 12 to 15 um, you know, some of the, you know, insane implementers or coaches here maybe have 25 to 30. Um, but let's just say, let's just say somewhere in the middle, right? Let's just say 15 is the goal. So I'm looking for 15 companies out of 93,000. So when you put it that way, um, there's no way I could want it more than them because, you know, suddenly where's the you know where's where's the urgency where's the desperation where's the intensity other than saying it's not that it's not there but there's another way to look at it which is and this is of course where we all want to get to so this is like a real parallel for for life right which is let's work working with the right customers because that's the goal here that's the goal the goal is to work with the right clients the ones that aren't going to, you know, make your life a misery. The ones that are going to pay you what you're worth. You know, and I'm. this is obviously beyond. This is for anyone who's a freelancer or a consultant. There's always a flip. There's always a point initially when we want it more than them, but it changes. And I think the goal is for us to never forget those early days, moments, when we did want it more than them, where we become a little too, I don't know, entitled or arrogant or, or uh, you know, blasé, is that the right word? Blasé. Um, where we, we always retain that degree of humility. You know, that wonderful statement, never forget where you've come from. I really, really hold 
that sacred. So there is a point at which you really can discern. You know, one of the lines that we often say when we do the 90-minute meeting is this is a mutual interview right now. You're interviewing me as your coach and I'm interviewing you as a client. But the reality is when you're starting out, it's a, it's completely one way. You know, it's you're just hoping that they're going to choose you and you're going to, you know, like what are the odds of saying, you know what, I'm just not sure that you're the right uh, that you're the right client or customer or business for me. And the reality is you don't actually get to know that initially because sometimes the only way to know who you want is to know who you don't want. And how do you know who you don't want until you've experienced the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? The highs and the lows. Um, so, you know, I love the topic. I love this whole concept of you can't want it more than them because as always, you know, it's a statement that is so nuanced and um, and conditional and caveated, you know, and what I'm trying to do here is just almost create this framework, right? Number one, that says initially, of course, you're going to want it more than them in all cases, right? Especially, um, especially when you are um, starting out or, you know, at some point, um, you know, what I love about EOS is, is that, you know, I've said this to people, which is my whole life, I've, it's always been me. It's always been me, myself, and I. Like, you know, no one helping me, no one partnering with me. You know, it's always been, you know, me out front. You, know, eat, you eat what you kill. Sometimes you go hungry. I've never been part of something bigger than me. Now I am, and it's great. It's a bit frustrating sometimes because I still want to do more. It's just my nature, the intensity, the the ability to want to force the issue. But sometimes you just got to chill the F out and, and realize, you know, when, like, for example, this book, Traction, um, books sold 2 million copies, or at least there are 2 million copies in circulation. That's a lot of people. I was driving the other day and heard a, and heard an EOS ad on the radio. It's like, that's great when, when the day... You know, when the day happens, when you walk up to someone and you say, um, it already happens, um, oh, I work at EOS, and they don't go, oh, EOS, isn't that that lip bomb? You know, <laughs> that's one version. But what you want is in a B2B environment, they go, oh, the entrepreneurial operating system. I've heard about that. I've read the book. Someone gave me the book. I saw a webinar. I heard the ad. You know, I read an article. I'm in, tell me more. Well, that's, that's the best way to begin. But my summary today is, you know, going back to this idea of you can't want it more than them. Um, what we are talking about here is um, the three Ps, right? Passion, pleasure, and pain. And you've got to be able to dial that in or dial that up or understand it. Right? You can't want it more than them. That's the passion. That's the belief. That's the, that's the commitment. That's, you know, change happens when the pain of not changing is greater than the pain of changing. But you have to still get into a pain versus pleasure discussion. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't think anyone is motivated through pleasure. I don't think people change their behavior because of getting a little bit more pleasure. I think it's really all about the pain. 
the frustration. You know, one of the things that um, that essentially Gino Wickman, the founder of um, EOS, um, he basically went out and spoke to hundreds of business owners, thousands in fact, and um, you know what he found is that there were just two categories. Um, there were the category of those that were getting what they wanted from their business, right? That at peace, um, you know, just calm, um, confident, um, you know, just uh, assured. Uh, you can tell when someone's in a good place, right? And then the rest, and the rest were anxious, frustrated, um, you know, impatient. Um, they just, you know, they were just these frustrations. They were just, you know, no matter nothing was working. And ultimately, the ratio to that is one is one in twenty versus nineteen in twenty, which is five percent versus ninety five percent. Which, by the way, is the exact same statistic when you think about the fact that the about 95% of all businesses will ultimately fail, in particular small and medium businesses, and in particular in the first five years, and in particular in the first year. So, you know, you've got one year to five years, small and medium businesses, and, um, and the odds are stacked against you. The question comes down to, if you just go a little bit deeper, is why? And, and, and could something have been done at some point, to have reversed the curse, to have changed, to have moved you from the one to the 19. I'm sorry, from the 19 to the one. You know? So, like, as I think about it as well, um, to me, this also comes back to the whole concept of forever changed. Are you doing what you love? Are you loving what you do? Are you being true to yourself? Are you staying the course? You know, do you believe in the long game? Do you believe in the long run? Do you believe that, you know, in the marathon versus the sprint? Um, I think as business owners, we are, we have no choice but to believe and 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 go all in on the long game. Um, and and you know, with this this, um, I I think this inherent belief. Um, that if we put in the work, we're going to make it. If we put in our 10,000 hours, if we really, really do the time and, and sacrifice ourselves or make the sacrifices, I should say, we're going to get there. But, you know, even if we go back to the book that we've been reading, uh, that we had been reading um, in October and happier, it's not enough though. Can't just be miserable and frustrated and sacrificing in the short term in the hope that one day things are just going to be okay. One day, you know, the, the sun will come out. One day, um, the, the exit will m- miraculously occur. Um, you, it's not enough. You, you can't, you've got to be happy now. You've got to be satisfied now. You've got to really love the process and but also have a purpose. Remember what we read. You know, you've got to really love the journey, but also still be very focused on the destination as well. It is current and future happiness. It is current and future fulfillment. Because if you are absolutely miserable now and, and making all these sacrifices, um, the danger is that it doesn't materialize.
or maybe something materializes that is in that is slightly lesser than what you wanted or envisioned or you look back with um um with just a tremendous amount of um of pain and uh and and reticence the woulda coulda shoulda the you know the things that you did in order to get where you got to that that can never be um you know that you can never go back this was the uh the the reading or at least the part of the book that i spoke about um which is you know um at adam sandler's movie um with uh, the great Christopher Walken uh, called Click where basically he gets handed this magic remote control that you know finds out he can pause and fast forward and 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 use all the remote control um, functions on life so for example if uh, he's having an argument with his wife he can just pause and leave the room and then unpause and she you know Suddenly, he's, he's like arguing or screaming at no one. So she, you know, but and then he starts to fast forward, and so he fast forwards through all their arguments, etc. And then the remote control starts to lo- to learn his behavior and his habits, become smart AI, if you will. And then one day, you know, out of nowhere, he um, he. Two strangers walk up to him, or a stranger walks up to him carrying two little children, um, and he doesn't know who they are. And the stranger looks at him and goes, "Dad, like, why are you looking at me at, like, like this?" And and he, and he says, "Who are these? You know, who are these people?" And he goes, "Your grandchildren." And what he realizes is that his life has been fast forwarded. Um, that the remote control learning his ways, right? by um, fast-forwarding through the icky stuff, the difficult stuff, the fights, the arguments, you know, um, by being able to get beyond the bad or, 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 or uh, you know, bypass the bad, you also lost so much in the process, the good, the, the you know, the, the fruits of your labor. Um, and so that's why, you know, when I... When, when I look at this as well, I think to myself, you know, um, we got to do everything in our power um, to help. I mean, for me, I got to do everything in my power to help business owners move from the 19 out of 20 to the one in 20, you know, or basically die trying. Like that's, that's the journey. The journey is not, uh, for you, the business owner, is not to accept that you're part of the 19. Not accept the pain, not not believe you deserve the pain, um, not have to um, just feel that that's the cost of doing business. That there can be a better way. That there must be a better way. That you can have it all. Um, that um, you can get to a point where there is more pleasure than pain, and that doesn't represent complacency. That actually more pleasure than pain. You know what that means, by the way? It doesn't mean that there's no challenges. It just means that you're equipped to deal with them. It just means that you have solutions or structure or or process or or you know 
or a functional ecosystem to deal with it as opposed to, you know, just accept the chaos um, as, as kind of the cost of doing business. I don't think there ever is a cost of doing business that has to be chaotic. The world is chaotic. The outside world is chaotic. The uncontrollables is chaos. But the controllables should never be chaos. Um, you've heard me many times talk about my son's soccer team that he used to be a part of, where their motto was control the controllables. Absolutely, every business should be able to control the controllables. And it's only by, you know, and through controlling the controllables that you are in a, in a slightly better position to then withstand or adapt to or address the uncontrollables because you can't control the uncontrollables, but you can figure out the best way to adapt or, or cope or execute or contingency plan against them. So, you know, in conclusion, by the way, if anyone wants to jump on stage, just feel free to raise your hands, um, but we'll have a good, uh, a good section on Friday, I hope, uh, No Agenda Friday. would love to have all of you join me early on. Tell me what's been going on in the world in the last week or two. I did a little bit of a crypto update at the beginning, which will be on the, um, just talking about how, you know, what's been going on with Solana and ETH and uh, Doodles and Cool Cats. And seems like there's been quite a bit of activity. OpenSea, I'm not really sure. Um, maybe I missed something along the lines, but um, but interesting stuff. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm back. And, um, you know, please uh, spread the word. Um, tell a bunch of people, if, especially if you're in WhatsApp or iMessage or email contact with them, just that the Collective Cafe is open for business, my friends. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful day today. You know, the one thing is is now that I've come back, um, maybe there's some interesting ways to to evolve the collective cafe too. Now that I've been away from it for a while, um, maybe it's maybe it's just a tighter thirty minute window, or maybe we just um, or maybe not. Maybe we just stay uh, one hour and and see how it how it goes and grows and who wants to join it um, and who likes to listen versus respond, etc. Um, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and I've got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, I've got a lot of networking to do um, and I've got a lot of uh, positing uh, to do, recognizing that I'm, you know, dealing with business owners who um, for sure long-term or at the core want it more than, than I do, but short-term either may not realize it or may not give themselves permission to want it or may not feel comfortable to share it with a stranger um, or just haven't taken the time to actually recognize um, that there can be a better way, that they deserve better, they deserve more, they deserve to run their business as opposed to their business run them, that they deserve to get what they want from their business, whatever that is. And oftentimes it's not what you think oftentimes it's not the money it's it's peace it's it's peace of mind um it's the ability to be at peace it is to be one of the the one out of 20 the five percent which sounds like really bad odds um and maybe maybe may scare off most people 
um, but but shouldn't necessarily. So that's it for me, everyone. Have a wonderful day, and I will see you tomorrow, I hope, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, November 8th, um, in the Collective Cafe. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Robbie Samuels hosts the On the Schmooze podcast. Robbie, tell listeners what to expect from the show. Since 2015, I've interviewed entrepreneurs who overcame challenges to achieve success in their field or industry. Tune in to On the Schmooze to listen as I ask deep questions to elicit untold stories about leadership and networking. And where can people subscribe? Find the show at ontheschmooze.com or on marketingpodcast.net or just search for it wherever you get your podcasts. You heard them. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.